It's the Trail Lunchbox, KDTR-FM, Florence, Missoula. I'm Mike Smith, and here she comes, poised yet passionate, uh, Julia Tai, maestra of your Missoula Symphony. Julia, hello and welcome. Hi, it's good to be back. Good to see you, Mike. Great to have you uh, back in the Trail studio, and you and I were talking about how summer winds down, and it's like, oh, well, here comes the fall, ready or not. <laughs> Got right. pumpkin spice. People talking about uh, sweater weather Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, football at the university and Mm -hmm. all the Mm -hmm. things that happen during the fall time. Got to think about getting the sprinklers blown out, (laughs) you know, at some point we'll be raking leaves. And Uh uh, one of the great things about the fall is uh, the Missoula Symphony is back in session. Mm -hmm. However, you didn't really take the summer off with... (laughs) Kettle That's House Amphitheater right. show. That and went well. That was really fun to work with Ben Folds and just be out in the the amphitheater and doing something different. And it was it was a very fun, fun show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the Symphony in the Park we did the week after, right after Ben Folds' concert. We were out at Karis Park playing to thousands of people. So, so that much was fun. Also fun. I think a lot of folks uh, have that as one of their big, uh, you know, summertime events. Every year we always go to Symphony in the Park. Mm-hmm. But this year added with Ben Folds, and I was in attendance um, and actually got seats down uh, close. And I I looked around and I was very surprised, um, one, to see a, a very full house or a full house. Mm-hmm. And the other was um, a lot of different folks there. Right. right. You had the Missoula Symphony, mm-hmm. um, uh, Faithful, mm-hmm. and then we had right. um, like Loyal like Ben young- Folds fans and then the young people and that just go to concerts for fun and <laughs> right. uh, everybody got a little piece so you felt that that went well yeah I mean that's that's why we're there I always feel like the symphony is for everyone um, mm-hmm. in the community not just the people who come to symphony concerts right, and right so that that's fun for us to be out there and play for a different crowd and for all kinds of people you know people have been doing this for for years but the idea that maybe maybe decades ago or when I was a kid, you know, you thought of classical uh, or orchestra music as kind of stuffy, mm-hmm. but it is anything but. Right. And right. I think your next show with this Charlie Albright um, mm-hmm. is going to be quite something. Yes. Can we talk about it? The season opener, again, mm-hmm. you didn't take really the, much of the summer off. You had some <laughs> performances going, but the season opener, Struggle and Triumph, coming up uh, Saturday the 23rd. And uh, Sunday the 24th, can you talk about what uh, that evening, can we kick it off with Charlie Albright? Sure, sure. Yeah, so Charlie Albright was um, a child prodigy. If you Google him and you'll find some video from when he was five years old, he was mm-hmm. this cute five-year-old, <laughs> no 200 songs by memory, and he just taught himself to play the piano. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, just quite a charismatic person. And of course, he grew into an amazing artist playing everywhere in the country and in the world. So we're so happy to bring him here right, in Missoula right. to perform the Rachmaninoff second piano concerto, which is one of the most famous and amazing romantic big piano concertos. Can I put you and, on the spot? A couple of notes, a couple of notes that people would be reminded. Can we do a little hum? So it's the da 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 da. Perfect, perfect. You hear it in beautiful in movie a lot. It's going to be I know that song. Right. Maybe I don't know the the Rachmaninoff or Hiawatha Overture, but but Charlie Albright. I was looking at photos when you were on your way in, and he's got the candelabra 
on the on the piano in some photos <laughs> right, right. and and he does he looks like a rock star mm-hmm. yeah he does actually uh we have talked about having him come out for holiday shows sometime cool. that's so great he's he's yeah he's very versatile he plays classical uh pieces and he also plays you know the pop pop style he has mm-hmm. his own youtube channel and he does this like amazing improvisation where he gets a couple of notes from the audience and he would improvise a brand new song on the spot oh that's great so i imagine Everybody's pretty excited to be working with him. Mm-hmm. What else do we have going with the season opener? Again, struggle and triumph. Yeah, so one of the things we're talking about earlier, uh, how symphony is for everyone. It's it's mm-hmm. about people. I think often um, I see symphony as here to tell stories of right. different people. And so for Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto, what many people probably don't know is that it came from a hiatus of Rachmaninoff's life where he wrote his first symphony and he was heavily criticized and became extremely depressed and he didn't write anything for several years and he actually had to seek therapy and then had to um, a friend help him to get through that hump so he would write again and Mm -hmm. then here comes the second piano concerto so it's the story of him kind of overcoming his own difficulty in 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 life and depression to Mm -hmm. come out of that shell and wrote this the most magnificent pieces um in in the repertoire so that's the story of Rachmaninoff and then two other composers on this program um Florence Price um she's an African-American composer cool that have you played her stuff before I I have I've done um um, dances in the cane breaks um so she she wrote in the first part of the 20th century and she Mm -hmm. was the first African-American woman whose piece was played by a major symphony Chicago symphony right Back right. in back in 1930s, so um, the fo- first recognized African American mm-hmm. composer um, um, in in the symphonic world, and she also has an ex- extremely interesting story to tell. You know, cool. she grew up in the South, but um, that was bef- she grew up in before the Jim Crow era, where you know there's the the black elites of how they. They are doctors and, and um, artists, and they give back to the community, and, mm-hmm. and they were kind of free from the the discrimination. And then she went off to because she had she was very talented. She went off to New England Conservatory to study music. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a fantastic pianist and composer. After she studied, she went back to the South to give back because that's what everybody do. You after right. you graduate, yeah. you go back and teach. But then there was a lot of discrimination there oh, that sure. she yeah. couldn't work. Um, oh. as as an independent artist and then so she eventually moved to Chicago kind of being liberated and Mm. then find a community in the creative um, arts world in Chicago at the time and Mm -hmm. had a lot of friends that encourage each other and the network of artists and performance composers to to continue to create amazing story right so so this symphony her symphony number three that we're playing this um, next weekend um, it's a later work of hers um, so it, it, her first symphony um, w- sounds very much in the in the um, kind of the classical vein of because 
a lot of American composers started writing the symphony when Dvorak, um, the famous Czech composer, mm -hmm. came uh, to the United States and actually wrote a, a New World Symphony that Very we all know. Well known. Right, well yeah. known when you New hear World it, even Symphony. Even if you don't know him, you know it. You've heard it. Right, yeah. right. So he encouraged all the American composer to write your own symphonies because oh, that's we very know neat. symphony is a, a tradition that started in Europe. And so people are trying to find what would be American that they mm. could put in the symphonies. Right. And so, um, so in Florence Price's case, that she put in a lot of um, the Negro spirituals mm -hmm. as melody in for her symphony symphony um the themes in the different movements and for the traditional scherzo it, for those of you who know the symphonic form it's usually more the light-hearted movement in a four movement work she put in a juba which is an african dance so it has that really ragtime mm -hmm. um, rhythm and melody cool. melody that yeah. you don't expect from from a symphony so but she's borrowing on those old traditions and some of those old traditions obviously created well, just about every form of American music. Right, exactly. And then she put it in the symphonic work. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear the symphony uh, play a ragtime. So, which is really, really fun. Oh, and, yeah. and this is uh, um, her more mature work that she wrote um, in 1940 in her later in life. And just a magnificent piece. I'm speaking with Julia Tai on the Trail 1033, the maestra of your Missoula Symphony. You can find out more about the season opener at missoulasymphony.org. All right, Samuel Coleridge Taylor. We talked about uh, the Hiawatha Overture. We talked about Rachmaninoff, Florence Price. Will you be turning uh, to the audience from time to time and mm -hmm. telling, giving us a little backstory? Yeah, yeah. So I always um, talk to the audience about the pieces that we're going to play. And I also talk um, an hour before the concert. We mm -hmm. have um, this this um, little talk called Down Be Low Down. Uh -huh. um, it happens in the music building that I will give more background information on all the pieces and oh, that's talk great. about more details. And it, it is just three really wonderful, romantic, beautiful pieces. And it makes sense for those to, to um, put be together in the program because yeah. they, they all tell a different story. Julia Tai, you light up the trail studio every time you're here. We oh. appreciate you uh, coming in. The maestra of your Missoula Symphony and music director. And you can find out more about the season opener, Struggle and Triumph, coming up Saturday and Sunday, September 23rd and 24th. All the details at missoulasymphony.org. Any parting thoughts, Julia? Well, I also want to put in a plug that this, this year, <laughs> this year we're uh, continuing our mini library concert series at cool. downtown Missoula Public Library. And so next Wednesday that we will have a mini concert by our principal harp and principal oh, flute. So it's a harp and flute duet and yeah. they're going to play lots of beautiful music as as uh, as well as some cartoon music it's meant for um, from preschool to elementary school kids to come learn about the instruments we're trying to hook the kids on music mm -hmm. and the idea of music yeah absolutely yeah, so fun. wednesdays at the public library right 4:30 4:30 and you can find that probably on their page and your page mm -hmm. okay right. julia tai as always great to have you in our best to you and your family thanks for having me